Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Forfeit Podcast. Metal Matt here. We got the Wild Bill. We got the J Lo. Big John Stud. Uh, Happy Friday, TGIF. We made it. Another one down. Yeah. How goes it? Mm, it was long ass week. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we ready to get? Looks like we're ready to get mega fit tonight. A lot of negative uh, energy. In this so agenda coming, coming from Brigantine, it feels like but I, but we're I all think, trying to be uh, positive. Yeah, the, the cold <laughs> winds are blowing from blowing from the Brigantine coast. Listen, you guys started this whole sports suck thing. I, you know, sports Jesse, do suck right now. Jesse just started just top the cake off with the uh, with the yeah. NBA or NFL draft going back in time. But I'm happy we, to re- discuss no, it <laughs> because we had talked the last episode that I recorded. I, we didn't even talk about the draft, and you said at the end of the episode, I would gladly explain why I do, why I feel like it wasn't a good draft. He was correct. He did. He and did say yes, that. and we're going to get into that. But first, I think John wants to start things off on a on a think, on a oddly positive note. I think it should positive be a fit. positive fit. I think that everyone was on social media today. Unfortunately, I had a I had a dinner. And it was I had birthday cake. It wasn't very good, but I'll light it uh, for Howie Roseman because today's Howie Roseman's uh, birthday. Yeah, hold on. Oh my birthday, God. Is that what is, is that what this is all about? Or the T-shirt? Makes me sick. I'll eat the, I'll eat some cake for you, Howie. Right. You used to new earn those carbs. Howie. Take them all down. Take those carbies down. Happy birthday, so as, we, as we dissect this lackluster draft, is that the first? Is that the first piece of cake you've had in like two years? Since dinner I'm, tonight, I'm gonna shit mud tomorrow because of this. <laughs> but it's for you, Howie. It's for you, Howie. Thank, thank you for, for everything. Thank you for all that you do. Happy. I don't know how old you are. You're probably close to fifty. This is how we do more. it. Hey, Howie, get off your ass and bring Buddha Baker to Philly. What are you waiting for? Um. Yeah. So that was just because it's your birthday doesn't mean you take a day off, Howie. Every day, every day is a deal. It's too busy. Deal. Thing. With Jason Kelsey, Keel, yeah, yeah, pimping his own dick. Oh, did, did that already come in past where Kelsey was bartending at that bar in Seattle or whatever? I think did, it's, is that this week or uh, yeah, I know it was around end of June or. I didn't. Uh, I reached out. I didn't get an invite from Travis or Jason and, and, and from the pod. So they must have misspelled the email. They must have misspelled the email. Oh, that's that's logical explanation. All right, they'll get it right next year. They'll get it right. It's okay. All right, we'll do it. Well, speaking of the birds, speaking of Howie Roseman, the architect of of the Eagles draft, why don't you explain to everybody here, John, why you think the Eagles had a uh, a lackluster draft? I mean, where do you want to begin? Where do you want to begin? You want to go top bottom of the draft? Uh, I mean, I listen, don't know. We, I mean, we, we lost I, a lot of players at key positions. Uh huh. Um, we we attempted to fill those holes via the draft, and for as much as the excitement I think of of the draft and what it is, at least for me, and I you know you guys were pretty excited about it. Excuse me, I already have indigestion from that horrible cupcake. Um, listen, I, I just think that you know top to bottom, you know you take a pick like Jalen Carter, he's a huge question mark. I mean, we heard a lot about the stuff that happened. Obviously, in the past with him, but in in the present of, of you know, 
draft visits and combine and overweight and out of shape, that's not a good look. Um, yeah, but it fits the but it fits the mold here in Philadelphia. Of what's that? Complete over overrated, out of shape, over overweight Please, players. Listen, leave Bryce Harper out of this. This is about oh my god. Here we go. About right now, are we? <laughs> I'm proud that you that you at least called him Bryce. Yeah. Yeah, because I and I do want to address this. I feel like there's only one person should be called bitch, and that's Bitch Simmons. Oh, bitch Harper. He was the original biatch of Philly players. Give it time. Give it time. You guys will come over. Bryce could maybe grow into that, but as of now, you know, yeah, I can't can't do it. I can't call. Okay, so okay, so Jalen. Okay, so Jalen Carter. Okay, Carter. All right, big big question mark. Right, huge question mark. Tremendous upside. It's high risk, high reward. Lose our lose our defensive tackle to what's wrong with Nolan Smith? Nolan Smith. I mean, you tell me. He dropped all the way down to thirty something, twenty something. That's value. Have to wonder why he dropped that that far. It's Um, just because how he knows how to identify value in a draft. It he he fell because because teams were concerned uh, with his size. Mm. Well, I mean, if it. He's listed as a linebacker. I mean, I'm sure he'd play a little edge. He's uh, going to be able to use him edge. as a, They're going to use him as a linebacker. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting to see with with him and another player from Georgia who we drafted last year, super late, um, who dropped as well, Nicobe Dean. I mean, he's going to mm-hmm. is he going to be able to make up for T.J. Edwards and because you're white. Hard to make. I mean, they already think what? enough of Nicobe Dean that he's been. He's had the dot all summer so far. He's got a lot of hype. He's probably the biggest hyped eagle going into this season. I mean, that's a that's a big deal for for them to trust a, a player that young to have the dot. It's a big deal. It's a big question mark too, which leads. Oh, absolutely. To, I'm not. Which I'm leads not me gonna, to my next next pick, uh, another offensive lineman. Which I which again I think offensive line is important to have. Um, Tyler Steen. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, a, a DT converted to offensive lineman. I mean, big question mark there. We'll see. Don't you? Do um, you think that Stalin had to give his blessing on that pick? Absolutely. You would hope to think, sure. Yeah. But again, like, again, we're we're gonna fill holes here. I mean, we have Mylotta, which was a home run pick late in round, an eighth round draft pick, who mm-hmm. was a who was a, a rugby player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got Jason Kelsey in there who. With all types of purposes, came back. Uh, whether I agree with that or not, um, you had a guy waiting to take the wings there. Um, his his guy Cam Jurgens probably playing next to him this year. Uh, oh, I love that picture. How he's yeah. listening. How be he's careful, listening. John. Tread lightly. All right, hey, he's listening. I'll give it to him. Uh, you know, listen, I, I can I can be biased. Um, he can. It's tough but, love. Listen, uh, uh, Lane Johnson isn't getting any younger. Um, he, I'm sure he is, uh, at the tail end of his career. Uh, I, I mentioned to you guys on the, the podcast that Jeff McLean had put out. Um, he had a very good inter- interview with Lane Johnson and Lane Johnson, I feel is like, is like week to week on the NFL. Um, so you never, isn't know everybody, isn't everybody. Good point. Um, so, so offensive line is, is obviously a, a, a really important part. So, Hey, nice pick. Maybe. I mean, I don't know much about him. We'll see. I don't think he's starting right away, but again, um, 
lackluster offensive lineman lackluster. Sidney Brown actually was the only pick that I actually did like, um, based on watching the draft, like, or the, the combine, like you guys know, I do religiously. He did feel like one of the most, most explosive guys out on the field. Um, grants the combine. He is pretty. I, I, yeah. I just don't know what the hell you can see watching that shit, man. He was just, I, I, I just don't understand it. You can just tell he's like, he was one of the faster guys. Um, you can tell, you can tell who, who, who's athletic, but that doesn't mean that they can play the position and play it at the highest level. If you also see him, he's got like, he's pretty like jacked. So yeah, we'll see what, we'll see how that, you know, his physicality has always been something that people have sort of, uh, winked at that. He's a pretty physical player, which at safety again, like we'll talk about how we lost the best safety last year in the league, um, in CJ Gardner Johnson. So, you know, the Eagles really tried to fill a hole there with Sidney Brown yet again, but you know, there's other free agent pickups, uh, Terrell Edmonds, um, and the kid from the saints as well. But again, like a big, big hole to fill there. And I don't know if you're, if you're going to plug and play a, you know, uh, a safety from the draft into that position right away. We will see. Um, the cornerback from Georgia was the next pick, Ringo. Kaylee um, Ringo. Had, it up down, had a pretty up and down college career. Um, again, possibility of, of you know, big big name stars, right? We got everybody from Georgia. I think that was the big thing. We, we drafted the entire Georgia defense. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if anybody's ever done that. We'll see how it pans out. I don't know. Um, but we have a lot of Georgia players, so we shall see. Um, Tanner McGee, quarterback. Um, I mean, we'll say what we will about quarterbacks. Um, we got Ian Book, uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame pride. Probably going to have battle. I hope, I hope we never see spot. him on the field. I hope we never see him on the field. We signed Marcus Mariota for about 8 million. So, I mean, I don't know what we're doing with. Tanner. I don't know how I feel about that. He quit on the Falcons last year and it's like, that's fucked up. Well, there you go. It's good positivity for a nice free agent that we picked up. Nice way to go, Howdy, Howie, I mean, and and taking a quarterback there. I'm not really sure what we're thinking, but okay. And then we we rounded out with uh, I'm going to butcher the name Moro Ajomo in round seven. Uh, no, he has some hype. He can. He's a run stopper. He's a big man. Well, round seven. I'm not sure how much how much action he's going to get. Again, I think if we see him on the field a lot, we got serious problems. So again, I think when you look at that draft from top to bottom, it really isn't a, a blow away, um, plug and play sort of draft. I think it, I think we have a lot, a lot of holes that we still haven't filled uh, on this, on this roster. I think that, you know, we look at the running back position. I think that's a huge question mark still. I think we got like five or six guys there that it's kind of like, we're going to see what cream rises to the top. Pardon me again, but, you know, again, I, I think that that was a, a position in the draft that we could have probably attacked a little bit better. Um, instead, you don't, we, you don't think DeAndre Swift was better than anybody we could have drafted? Uh, that remains to be seen. I mean, he's banged up a lot. Um, <clears throat> I think if you could take a, a running back uh, in the draft and have that fifth year, hopefully it's a good one. <clears throat> Pardon me. I think that, um, I think that uh, Robinson was probably not I think Robinson was probably on the board, but probably not really realistic. Yeah, um, there I, was, yeah, I don't think at ten we were taking him no matter what. I think there's no way we would have gone lineman over him. But I think there's other running backs that we could have. You know, Jesse always uh, mentioned Gibbs 
as being he, a, he went way earlier than people thought. He yeah, went like I, I was shocked where he went. Supposedly, Jesse, the Jets were going to take him at 15. That's why they took him there. Like that was the thing I saw. The Jets were huge on him. They liked him. He's, but I think he's with the running be, back, no, he can play. He he's like he's going to be a special player. He's he, he's a good player. I think with the running back, just to, before we jump off of this, I think that's actually one of our positions of strength. I think Boston Scott's a great veteran to have. I think Kenny Gainwell is going to take another leap this year. Um, Rashard Penny, he's a big question mark. He's way injured. Swift doesn't get hurt as much, but he's not super durable. And then you have the, I mean, he's an X factor, but it's Trey Sermon that Sirianni keeps talking about that, you know, that could fight for a spot on this team. So I think it's one of those that between, I think Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott are our two, I won't say sure bets, but they're guys that seem to stay healthy and be out there. And then you got a guy like Swift and a guy like Penny who's playing for a contract. That's how he's ML. He loves those kind of players on the one-year deal, basically like, hey, go make your money. But so it's and, – and then I think our best running back is still Jalen Hurts. <laughs> you know, that's still kind of a big – like you said before, because I brought up about how now he's not going to run. And then I think it was you brought it up or Jesse that how he's like – said the thing that I didn't pay this guy, you know, we're not paying him 50 million to change how he plays. So it's like, you know, and then, you know, that concerns and, me. And then not only that, I mean, we're still probably going to be in somewhat, I don't want to say pass heavy, but you got, you know, everything I'm reading about Reaper now, like I saw a, a thing on ESPN for a, a redo draft for that 10, 2000, uh, what was it? 20 draft that he got him. And he went like fifth, like above the, as the first receiver taken. And like, He's getting a lot of love in the league as becoming one of the best all-around wide receivers in football. Then you got A.J. Brown. You got Dallas Goddard. Now, he can't stay healthy. But I don't know. I think the offense is going to do its thing again this year. I think it's that defense. I think that's where it's going to be. We have, what, one, two, three, like four or five new starters. That's a lot on a Super Bowl team, you know, kind of team you're trying to run it back with, having four or five and of those four or five guys, like none of them are like big name guys coming in to take spots as rookies or like, you know, the, you know, that guy that's getting a lot of hype, Ellis, who picked off Jalen for a pick six at OTAs. Yeah. He's kind of getting a lot of hype. Obviously, Sidney Brown, but then we have what Terrell Edmonds at safety, Reed Blankenship's fighting for a spot. So, I mean, the D line, I think it's, I think our D line and cornerback spots are. <clears throat> I mean, we. Did, I mean, this team on paper should be a, a twelve to thirteen win team again. And the only issue is, is we're playing a lot of tough teams this year. We have a first place schedule, but you know, cream rises to the top. It's like I don't buy into like, oh no, we got to play the Bills and you know the Jets now with Rodgers and all these good teams. It's like they got to play us. Like that's kind of how like a winner's mentality. And I think that's what Jalen brings to the table. Um is that, yeah, we got to play Josh Allen and, and, you know, and, and those guys, but they got to play us. They got to stop us too. So it's, you know, it's come, if you want to be the King, you got to beat the King. So, and the King's from Mahomes. I, I will say though, Bill, to, to try to patchwork a running back group is fine, I guess, but to, to, to forget the fact that we had a thousand yard rusher last year, I think was a huge part of our success. And I think that trying to make up for that with patchwork is a mistake. 
Well, um, it's Patrick to an extent, and I would feel that way too. But Kenny Gainwell, this is his third year in this offense now. He's been here since day one for Sirianni. Scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Boston Scott has been a nothing. I mean, he's been on. He's made this team year in and year out since Sirianni's been here. So I feel like those two, and you could be right. I mean, if Penny and Swift don't stay stay healthy, but I mean, that's a lot of you know. That's why you don't pay that position a lot of money, unfortunately. I mean, hell, look, Dalvin Cook's sitting out there. You know, mm-hmm. we're not paying a guy like him. You know, Zeke's out there. You know, we're not paying. I mean, he's a little whatever, but I think I think guys like. Gainwell and Scott and like I said I think I think the goal is to have Swift or Penny one of them stick and then you mix in what we got and then we still have Kennedy Brooks too at our OU that's yeah. on the practice squad so but again I mean you have these guys and it's like a lot of what ifs is like they, they didn't get a lot of run so it's like listen I, th- I think I don't disagree with you I think Kenny Gainwell is a, a, a good running back let's see if he can carry the load but it seems based on what they've done in the offseason this is going to be a running back by committee. So, but that's how, but that's how his that. MO. I mean, think about it. Since DeMarco Murray left, sorry, Jesse, I'll be quick. We've, I mean, Super Bowl year even, it was Blunt, Jay Ajayi, Corey. It was, it, the Eagles' philosophy is to feed the hot hands. Like, that's how they, they go to market with running backs. It's like, oh, you know, three weeks in a row, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it was Miles and all of a sudden Boston Scotch. Like, it's, you know, that's just whoever reason we don't value that stud Saquon 20, you know, cause I mean, there's guys out there we could have signed, you know, and we just chose not to. So it's clearly how he puts that money in O-line and D-line and 40 year old cornerbacks who give up 800 yards in Super Bowls. I mean, that's yeah. where he puts his money at. Grabby grab. grab. I mean, grab. Let's, let's, uh, to, to counter John. So okay, I, counter. just my opinion. Well, no, but to, okay. To not counter, but to, the, the other side of the coin. Go ahead. Can't so wait. when we had that, when I did the list of all the players that I had hoped that they would draft in the first round or two, I listed all these names and they got three of those guys that, that I'd hoped that they could have ended up drafting. So, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Like, yes, you could say guys fell, right? Like uh, Nolan Smith fell because of concerns of his size. I think the dude can play the biggest games of in Georgia's, in, in Georgia against Alabama in the last year and then the national championship this year, he was one of the best players on the field. Same with Jalen Carter. Like there's a reason that they beat Bama for the national title. There's a reason that they won the national title this year. It's the play of those guys. Um, Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. They, they, they both are legit players. And you now you put them in with um, our big boy from last year who apparently is in – ridiculous shape now after you know full season and then a full off season he's in the best shape of his life yet another bulldog another bulldog (laughs) and i mean ringo was a very good player last year and if he could have come out last year he probably he's probably a first round pick and he had a down year but again you're you're talking about a guy from a winning program that's got a prototypical elite corner build that can play anywhere on your, the, the back end of your defense. And then you have a guy in Tyler Steen who like, I don't care about the position change. There's plenty of dudes in college that have position changes. Lane Johnson was a tight end. Um, Jason Peters was a tight end. Hmm. So like, I'm not, I'm not concerned with that. And he quickly transitioned from 
the one to the other. And then he played every snap at Vanderbilt and then played at, uh, played at a ridiculously high level at Alabama. Um, where was that? He, I think in like f- almost 500 snaps, he let up two sacks and like 500 sacks. Staff fit. Snaps. So <laughs> staff fit. Like, let him rain so down on us. We, we have a guy who can play guard. <laughs> numbers we drafted all day. A, we, we drafted a guy late who can play guard and tackle. So if, if Lane or my get dinged, you have a swing tackle swing guard that can go in. Oh, we're just throwing rookies. in. I love it. I love your style. No, he's not going to start, but you said if Lane Johnson gets hurt, we're going to put him in there. Well, he can go in. <laughs> no, he's not. They're not putting a rookie in. If, if, if Lane Johnson gets hurt. Well, not to, in, in the middle of a game. They might, no. if he's the swing tackle. Oh, now we know what Jesse would do. No. I'll, I'll pay. I'll, I'll bet you my game check. So not well, because the, the one guard is going to be Dickerson. The other guard is the, um, the center that they drafted last year. So those are your guards. Mm-hmm. After that, you need a swing tackle guard and he's probably depending on how he does. He's going to be one of the guys. He's not starting. I'd never said he was going to start, but in the middle of a you game, just said he's in the middle of the game. He's going to play. Okay. Sorry. He's not, he's not going in uh, any games this season in the first eight. Maybe he not, not 11. He wouldn't, it wouldn't be a, Oh, let's put him in, you know, to for shits and giggles. But like if somebody gets, you know, gets an ankle stepped on and they need to get taped up, you, he's a guy that they can probably throw in there. You look at their depth chart. It's, they've got a lot of guys, but there's not a lot of, they've got like some really elite offensive line playing. And then after that, it's just a bunch of dudes. So yeah. we'll, we'll see we'll where, agree that where he's not going to be playing. So it's okay. <clears throat> we'll he's, agree not a, he's not a starter right now. Um, he's not going in if Lane Johnson gets hurt, they're not putting him in to block for the $500 million. Uh, well, no, they last year, what they would probably do is they would put him in a guard and kick somebody to the tackle since he played at guard. I that's probably, I don't that's think probably what they would do. Year. I don't uh-huh. think he's a lot this year. All right. We'll see. I mean, the third sure. round pick. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, they, they, they hit a lot of the holes that they needed to address. And between uh, Penny and Swift, I think if one of those two dudes can stay healthy, you're, you're going to have something special. They won a Super Bowl with, you know, running back by committee. I'm not super concerned by that. I mean, the team we just lost the Super Bowl to had a dude that was, what, a sixth-round pick? Prider Rutgers. Right, and fifth or, fifth yep. or, fifth or yep. sixth round pick. Like yep. you just need a dude that wants to run hungry. And sorry, dude, in the in the biggest game of Miles Sanders in Miles' career, the biggest game, mm. he came up small. Look, the, the Eagles beat themselves as much as the Chiefs beat the Eagles. Ab- absolutely, but like, and it's not his fault. But that Jalen fumble for a touchdown literally huge. was like huge. That gave the Chiefs such a momentum swing. Like, mm-hmm. like it makes me fucking vomit. Well, the, I mean, honestly, the play that drives me nuts even more is the, the, the kickoff. fucking kick, the kickoff. Like, I talked about it all year, and everybody broke my fucking balls about it, and we <laughs> lose the Super Bowl because of it. So, um, no, and then and the fact that zero I think sacks, it's a, I, I think it's a 70, com- what, 71 sacks all year, and then we have zero in the bowl, We did, and, yeah. and Mahomes on, like, one foot. 
Yes, yeah, I mean it's our, a combination of things. It's not one thing. It's not our, just the. It's not just the fumble. It's not just the hold in the game. It's not yeah. just the field. It's a combination of everything. You have to. No, I'm just saying that fumble turned the tide around to where like we were. That fumble gave we them the lead too, didn't it? Face. It's fine. We no, were, no, we, no, we were up ten. That we were up ten. We were up. We yeah. were up seventeen. It was a twenty. Was it twenty four ten? And then that made it like we were up by like ten or a. Or at least two. We were up two scores. I made it a one-score game. Yeah. And like how, that. How, how back how the- just how about we just pinpoint it on the problem of what it was, and especially with everything that's been going on now with the Cardinals and Jonathan Gadden. The problem was the fucking defense. Yes, and we need to. We, we attempted to try to fix a lot of holes and issues with this defense in the draft. And all I'm hearing from everyone on this podcast is if, when, huh, yeah. maybe, could be, huh. You know, how about the fact that we lose our defensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator that we were going to hire um, when this all the shithole happened um, actually ends up going to Miami. So now we get the second our second choice and now we're patchworking that. So, again, like I'll sit here and say that, like, the defense is a big issue. It was one of the biggest issues. I think the last two seasons we've discussed it. Jonathan Gannon has been a, a thorn in my ass. Thank goodness he's gone. But now to kind of just say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna draft an undersized linebacker and hope that he is the combination he works with the combination of him and another guy that he played with in college who hasn't played a lick other than def- uh, uh, special teams um, is is the prayer to answer for our to to to, to basically um, replace our our set our uh, tackle leader. Excuse me. I think I, mean, I, I think it's far fetched. I think it's far fetched to say, "Hey, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis are going to be plug and play. It's going to make up for Javon Hargrave, who's been a a, a, a Pro Bowl player. Um, the la- I think the last two seasons, at least. Um, g- good luck. I mean, I hope so. We'll see. I mean, again, with his off the field issues and the way he's been, it's a big question mark. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of teams uh, uh, passed on him. He was a consensus number one pick until." I think a lot of this shit happened. So again, I think it's a lot of question marks. I think it's lackluster. Um, and there's a lot of holes. The defense, we, we attack the defense on, in this draft. And I don't sit here and say like, oh man, you signed two cornerbacks. One was basically cut because um, we didn't want to pay him. The other one we brought back in Bradbury who, you know, it's not his fault. But again, you know, look what happened in, in, in the Super Bowl. We brought both those guys back. Um they're not getting any younger. We paid them a boatload of money, but then we're also drafting corners for their at the replacement as well. So, you know, it's a lot of hopes. Um, hey, I hope it works out. I just think again, I stand where I stand on this. I just think it was lackluster. I think that if you would have went out and drafted Bijan Robinson, I think it would have been a little bit more exciting. Um, I think it would have, I think it would have been a, a good fit on this team. Instead, we went we went defense, and that's the way we're going to build. And and I look forward to seeing it. Well, from one lackluster draft to the next. Yeah, good segue. The, the NBA had their the best segue. Their 2023 draft last night. Yep, we're so shocked. We're so pumped up to talk about this. I can tell. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Really, didn't have any interest in watching it. I mean, outside the the first three picks. I mean, there's really nothing in my opinion, to really comment about other than I thought it was pretty cool to see two identical twins get drafted 
uh, one right after the other. I thought that was kind of a, a unique little twist on it. Um, everyone's saying that the steal of this draft is probably Scoot Henderson. That's John's boy. He loves the name. I, I think Scoot. I think the most interesting part about this draft, to be honest with you, are the names <laughs> that, that were in this draft. Very agreed. Uh, but, you know, I mean, like we say about every draft, right? Whether it's football, baseball, basketball, it's 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 the roll of the dice. I mean, is Victor Weminyama the the second coming of LeBron James and 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 Dirk Nowinski and and Kevin Durant? We'll we'll see. That dude's um, fucking skinny. He's very skinny. But so is so so is Kevin Durant for the majority of his career and. He's True. still one of the best to ever do it. So he's seven oh, five. So I was gonna say. I mean, seven five. Yeah. How big is KD? Katie's six ten. He's six ten. I mean, but he's still, like, but he's still skinny, though. You know, um, like you see when you see pictures of that dude, like a headshot or like torso, head and torso. You're like, he looks like a normal like dude basketball player, and then you see him like in a uniform, standing on the feet on the on the on the on the, the floor, getting ready to play, and you're like. Holy shit. Jesse yeah. Googled a fic- picture of him holding the baseball that he throw out. at. The- oh yeah. That he, that he threw, that he threw to like the dugout. Yeah. It looks like Yankees he's holding, game. looks like he's holding like, a golf ball. Like a ping pong ball. You're right. It's just like, yeah. what yeah. the he's shit. like this. Yeah. Yeah. He just reaches out and hands it to the catcher. Now he throws it like crap because it's like Shaq shooting a foul shot. Like it's like yeah. a mini ball. He's like trying to like, it's like, sh- it's like you ever try shooting a volleyball for a foul shot. It's like, it's, it's not that easy. A very surprise last night on the number two pick. I think, I, I think you touched on that with scoot, but like, I know listening to a lot of what Brandon Miller was saying about Michael Jordan and Paul George and all this stuff. And I was like, mm, that's interesting. He's throwing a lot of shade at, at, at the number two owner. And there he goes. He, t- he gets drafted by, by the Hornets. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Hornets got hung up on that. Scoot Henderson is six, two and a half barefoot. And they don't think he's like big enough to be a number two. Like they just, that's the size got him. But I don't know, man, Dame Lillard, Dame's barely six foot. Ivers. I mean, guys can score the rock, score the rock. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, especially in this league where, you know, regular season, they give fouls out like juju beads and they let you carry and do whatever. So no, I mean, he's, you know, a lot of people think he's, you know, he, you know, he, other than, you know, if it wasn't for Victor, he would have been the number one pick in the draft. Like, but again, the ifs and couldas, shouldas, but it was a few guys, like the kid from Indiana, um, God, I see, I'm fucking shitting my name. The Warriors got him with the second, the last pick in the second, in the second round. And he's like, Indiana's all time leading rebounder in blocks and third in points. Like, this was a deep ass draft. Like there were Trace players. Jackson Davis. Yes, Trace Jackson. I, I I I had Jefferson in my head, and I didn't want to sound like a moron. I sound like a moron anyway. But this draft was pretty deep with guys that could be like role players. And what do we have? Fucking who got? Because we traded away our first round pick for James, and then we get second round pick taken away for tampering for fucking PJ Tucker. Yeah, that was a great fucking. No, it's okay. We signed Traquavion Smith today, Bill. Everything's fine. He, it's him and the other kid. They're supposed to be like crazy athletic. I mean, and they were on good teams. Arkansas is a good team, and uh, NC State. 
Yeah, and, and yeah, he's and Smith is the NC State kid. The Chancellor is a kid, I think, on the Chancellor of the Fourth or something. Yeah. The kid has like the fourth the, in his name. The only knock on the NC State kid is like I can shoot a basketball better than that kid can. Yeah, he was like twenty seven percent from three, which is great. Yeah, he's he's Ricky not Council the fourth. That's a Council. He's supposed to be like our best athlete on the team if he makes the team. Apparently, he's like super athletic, which is great. Which which means he can't do anything really well other than like like Paul. You know, they, that's what I labeled Paul Reed like super athlete. Now Paul Reed can play. That's a bad nomenclature. Then they label him as um, athletic. What I, all I want out of this season is seeing Jaden Springer because everything I'm reading about is how he could become like a Marcus Smart kind of player on defense. But you know what you got to do is play these fucking guys start to happen. So my hope is that Nick Nurse actually gives some of these young guys a chance to get some run because, you know, he's a bulldog. He's, I mean, what, the guy – didn't Jaden Springer win MVP in the G League too this past season? Want to change two guys? Two guys on the G- on the championship uh, Delaware Blue Coats. So he won it over Scoot Henderson, who was a third pick in the draft, and we don't give this kid any run. So I don't know, and it's just one of those well, things. That might where, be another reason why Doc's not around anymore. No, nah, I mean it's it's one of the, it's it's it just it's it, it this team is just beyond infuriating and then i don't know it starts at the top like you always well, say josh harris not giving a shit is Weminyama gonna be the next sam Bowie? could he be the next larule martin no. chris washburn greg odin well odin just greg got odin hurt. he just got hurt but I mean, no, I think it's seven, five. You, I mean, come on, you got to Sean. I mean, Bradley. everybody's Sean thinks like worst case. He's like a 20 and 10 guy. Best case. He's a 30 and 15 guy, you know? Yeah. And so, and it's just a matter of, you know, it doesn't matter. Like we talk, we talk about all the time. Do big men really matter in the NBA? Well, Joker just won a championship. Joel won MVP, which is a whole lot of, you know, Anthony Davis, you know? So I mean, the big men can dominate. It's just, I guess it depends on what the Spurs build around him. It's going to be the Let, question mark. Let's also not ignore the fact that the the NBA has a little bit of a draft issue um, with their players, with, with college, with only having to play two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I think we discussed that's hurting the NBA, mm-hmm. but with the, with the G league and with what they're doing with ignite, and how the, those players are are joining and then playing the G League teams, I think is certainly going to help. I think the NBA product, and I think to your point, Matt, a guy like Jaden Springer, who is drafted and gets to play better competition in the G League, it does nothing but but help him develop as a player. Now you have a point. You know the G League is the G League, and then you got to get some run up in the M, in the NBA ranks here. Um, but you know, if those players can develop a little bit more in the G league and they're a little bit better to, you know, play in the NBA, it's, it's nothing, it's going to help. It's going to help the NBA product big time. If that's the case, because again, we talk about the, the, the two year college player, what are they learning? You know, there's a couple guys last night that, you know, I think that kid from UCLA, I think he was there for like four or five years. Like, and they were talking about how the heat really go after guys who, you know, either have a chip on their shoulder or have played a long time. I mean, he was like a, I think he was a 20, he's a 21 year old drafted player, which is kind of old. And, 
you know, those are the type of players that, you know, we have to kind of look at and say. You know who I wanted, John, not to stop you? He was uh-huh. undrafted and we could have Bucks got him. That guy, Timmy out of Gonzaga, that big, tall dude that played there for like three, four years, that like center, he kind of like Christian Leitner. He was, he was like, you got to look him up. He's on, he played for Gonzaga. Um, and he was drafted game. last night? Yeah. He, un, no, un, unrestricted. He was picked up by the Bucks today. He wasn't drafted in either. And that famous Timmy, T-I-M-M-E. Dude, that's the kind of guy that like this team needs. A guy that he's like, it's a bonus. He's not flashy, but he gets like 18 points a game, rebounds, gives you the hard foul. He's like a 6'10 power forward center. But the knock on him was, is he athletic enough? I'm tired of hearing that word, athletic. Can the guy play basketball? Can he, is he smart? He's, he was a what? A Again, watch Jokic play. Nothing about year, that guy says athletic. Three, he was a three-year starter at Gonzaga, one of the top programs in the country. Nobody takes him, and then the Bucks just take him off. You know, it's like that's why this team is so maddening. We don't Drew Timmy. him. Like you know, he's not. You know, he 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 can barely dunk, even though he's six ten. I don't care. Guy just rebounds, scores, plays hard, plays deep. Like those are the guys this team. That I'm tired of having the Jaden McDaniel's. Oh, look how athletic he is. Didn't do shit in the playoffs for us. Oh, but there's potential. Like I don't know. I think this team. I just really. I have serious doubts about Daryl Morey is what I'm getting towards. Well, you don't I, like Azulas to to Bellis, a 21 year old six eleven power forward from Ar- from Arizona. <laughs> I, it's I mean maybe he's fantastic and I'll leave my words, but I can tell you what that there's nothing other than getting rid of Al Horford's contract that has made me impressed with Daryl Morey in three well, years. Well, you bring up Daryl Morey and let's talk about the expectation going into free agency here. Um, you know, what's everyone's thoughts on free agency overall so far? I feel like that's the, that's the exciting part right now. If you want to pick anything about the NBA, forget the draft. It's, uh, I can't believe know, Chris Paul and the warriors. That, I, I, I mean, mean, that's just odd to me. Uh, Marcus Smith is another Sm- big one, Marcus big Smart. one or Marcus smart. I'm sorry. I think mean, that's going to, like, they're heart and soul. hundred percent. I, mean. I think that's, Porzingis is For such, a, he's such a flake and I, I get why they want to do it. Cause Horford is almost cooked and Robbie Williams can't stay healthy, but I think that's going to be such a detrimental Marcus smart. If Marcus smart wasn't on the Celtics this year, we he win was, that series and say he, he anchored, he anchored everything. He anchored he is that their team. heart and soul. He is their team leader. And I, 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 I really, that trade actually makes me excited that we can maybe win the East. If and no don't. one knows, and no one understands that better than my friend, John from Boston. I said, maybe John. I didn't mind. say good. All right. Well, we lost in seven to Boston. It's not like we got swept. We choked though. Yeah. It's not like we flat out lost. It's like we choked. It was embarrassing. And this team, I don't see this team getting better. Based on free agency, Matt. I mean, if we, if the we only lost, thing is, I mean, what happens if we trade Toby for Zach Levine? Look, if we lost to the Celtics the way that we lost to the Raptors, then yeah, I, okay, like whatever. They won. We blew it. We choked. We had them in our hands in our house. Game six, we pissed it away. That's and embarrassing. It, and it wasn't Matt. It wasn't like we we are a young team, right? No. It's we got guys. Joel Embiid, 
been here for seven years. We got James Harden, been in the league 15 years. We got PJ Tucker, been on right. championship teams. Brought him here. We're paying him almost $11 million to help bring a championship here. Right. So like they're, they're basically buying their way to the Eastern conference finals. It didn't work. It, it hasn't worked. So I don't see the optimism of free agency here. The only, the only thing that's a, that's going to drop eventually is Damian Lillard. And that's the only person that you can hear it here first. He's going to be on the heat. He's going to be a heat. He's going to be a member of the heat. That's going to happen. I mean, that's going to affect obviously the Eastern conference. There might have to be a third team in there possibly, but again, what does that do for the, that doesn't help the Sixers that hurts the Sixers. If Damian comes to the East. But if the if the Sixers are going to say, you know what, we're just going to pr- replace Doc Rivers with Nick Nurse, we're going to re-sign James Harden, we're going to, and, and I sent you guys the the thing this morning of the of the draft board. Someone broke it down and did the did the scribbles and and said what the names were on there. So, you know, I, what else are they going to do to make this team better? Bill, you mentioned Zach Levine. I don't really think that the Bills are going to trade Tobias Harris for Zach Levine. They've came out and said. Number one, they want they want young a young player for Zach Levine, and or Zach Levine just a, declined his representatives de- declined any trade to the Knicks. Yeah, so, well, because the Knicks because it's a man. Well, it's the agent. It's the guy that runs it. I forget his name is like the general manager or president. Like a lot of players don't like him. Um, no, I mean I get what you're saying. I mean I mean Levine would be. The only reason we would get Levine is if the Bulls hit a reset and decide to rebuild because Toby has an expiring contract and Levine has four years, 170. So that's the way we would get him. But no, I mean, I agree. Like And trade James Harden to him, to them. No, no, well, that's the thing. Nobody, I mean, nobody wants James because, I mean, Houston came out today. I saw in Duque, the coach said, like, we don't want that in our cult like locker room. Like, we have a culture we're going to build. And right. I want, you know, so. That, and I said it earlier, that was all smoke and mirrors. We're going to get him back on a team-friendly deal because no one's going to pay him, and that's what that is what it is. And he'll be 20 and 10 again this season, and it'll probably be the same thing. It'll probably be we're going to run into the Heat, Celtics, or Bucks in round two, and that's that. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's basically. Yeah, the, Bucks, the Bucks is an interesting team to look at with Middleton going to free agency, losing their cult coach. and Yep. You know, and it's they could lose uh, uh, Shai So Bob too, Brooke Lopez. Because there you go, goes, there you go, John. I mean, he, we he's get, a big, he's a big part of that. We team. could get your blockhead. If I, get I, your... I would have loved the Lopez brother and Porzingis because we talked about Porzingis. Please, Porzingis. Yeah, can talk about guys saying stay healthy, bro. Listen, guys played even fifty games in the season. I don't think. Give me Porzingis all day. Get what? out of here. All yeah, day, your mind. Forty yeah, million dollars for a guy that's never won a playoff game. Doing. Have fun in have fun in Boston. He's going to love it in Boston. Yeah. When Boston loses mm-hmm. in the first round this year, we'll see what's up. Uh, uh, you want to make that bet? All that. Sounds like a gentleman's bet. I guarantee you Boston, <laughs> Boston does not make the finals this year. Oh, okay. I think that needs to be a gentleman's bet between gentleman's the two. Gentleman's bet all day. They I will not disagree with that. I just don't think they're going to lose in the first round. Well, that was just me being a little eccentric. Clearly, <laughs> they're not going to lose. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum aren't going to lose in the first round, but – I, I, you know, I don't, I, I think Marcus smart is a bigger loss than they're going to realize. And I think that was a mistake. And I mean, if they didn't want to trade him, but they, they wanted to trade Brogdon to the Clippers in a three-way deal for Przingis, but mm-hmm. he has a, a bicep tear and you can't trade somebody with a major injury like that. So, I mean, that's really, 
and they were hell bent on Porzingis. So good luck, dudes. Have a guy that's six eleven and plays forty games a year. Let's see how that works out for you. I think it's the Heat's conference to lose again, especially no, if they're going to make the Bucks, any sort of upgrades in the off season. You know, it, it. I know they really are, and you know, you never know what the Knicks do. I mean, you know, they were a game away. They were game seven. They were an interesting. I'm not, and you all know, I'm not the biggest Knicks fan, but. They were interesting to watch this year. Well, Jalen Brunson's got heart. Jalen, yeah. you know, Jalen's a baller. Is and Fred Van Feet a, um, is he a free agent? Yes. He is, and we don't want him. Supposedly, he's going to either stay with Toronto or get paid from Houston. Apparently, for whatever reason, we don't we don't have interest in him. Apparently, a lot of teams don't have interest in him, and he's he's becoming like this like dark horse of free agency. Apparently. Yeah. So who's no. left? Russell Will- Westbrook. Russell Ky- Westbrook. Kyrie. Yep. No thanks. James Harden. On the block. James Harden. Zion's on the block, though. Right? I don't think Zion really. I mean, I think it'd have to be like a block. mega trade. He's on the block. Yeah, but again, you want a guy that's played 100 games in three I'm, years? I'm, I'm not saying. Yeah. I mean, I think Zach I, Levine's I on the block. But I think Zach Levine's on the block personally because of the contract. They don't want to pay him. D'Angelo Russell, Kevin Love. Draymond Green, Draymond. Fred Van Fleet, Jeremy Grant, Karis Levert, Karis Levert, who I like. See, I could see Draymond going to the Heat. Brooke Lopez. Um, I like Dylan Brooks a lot, actually. He's Alec, out there. Bur- Alec Burks. Former Sixer. Uh, mm-hmm. Seth Seth Curry. We love Seth Curry back. But he'll never uh, come back, frustrating him. Rudy Gay. He's old, though. Um uh, where's where's the other like, guy that just just uh, he just he just denied his uh, his player, his player option. option with He's, the Nuggets? What about uh, Kyle? Oh, uh, Bruce Brown. Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown. Harrison Bar- Harrison Barnes, Bukovic. Uh, six, another Sixer. Lil Lil Barton. Barton. Former Sixers. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma. I like him a lot, but he he but but he'll get paid. And see, like he's gonna get paid a lot of money. Yeah. So I mean, no, I mean, we really have Dylan, nothing. Uh, your boy Dylan Brooks. That, that's who I want, but he's going to get paid from Houston supposedly. Uh, Jay you know, Crowder. We have no money to spend. That's the thing. It's like, Gee, oh, Dario, 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 Dario. Dude, we're paying Bring PJ back Tucker Dario. thirty million a year to take one shot a game. I mean, that that's us. How about Jingles? I like. I would take Joe Ingles in a heartbeat. Yeah, you're going to need a shooter because that's that's what we need. And we're going to lose Shake probably Niang's 50-50 if he's going to be back and somebody might pay him. You know, I mean, we're going to have a bench that, I don't know. I mean, that's I mean that's everybody's issue in, in, in the league. I mean, the Suns. I mean, look at that deal. They got Bradley Beal. That's great. They got Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and KD. It's one basketball, and you have no bench still. Hey, so, we so could get Markeith like Mark yes, Morris, John. Markeith Morris out there. Love it. You already got like if 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 the Blazers end up trading Damian Lillard, he comes to the East, that's gonna that's gonna as much as it's gonna hurt, help the Heat, it's gonna take a lot of pieces away from them too. It know? is because and also their identity is their defense. Dame Lillard is like literally probably one of the worst worthless players on defense. So how's that you know, it's not you know, so you yeah, he's better than Gabe Vincent. I get it, but you're gonna have to give up Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero or Kyrie Kyle Lowry, like pieces that, like, again, 
yes, he's a better player, but Dame's also 34, going to be 33, 34. He's not a spring chicken either. Like he's still a baller. I'm not trying to talk shit. I take him in a heartbeat, but like, I agree, John. It changes, he's in way it changes, better shape than Harden. It changes the, the dynamic of the heat with a guy like that. You yeah. can't play heat oh, basketball. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, they're not going to, I mean, look, they have a really deep bench, which is what took them as far as they could, but it, it was, it was also the same thing. It was, it was the thing that met their demise because they had to rely too much on role players that just had no experience, you know, in big moments because, What's- and you know, then it was Jimmy trying to play hero ball at the end there. And it was just too little too late. Let's face it too. Like we talk about the bench a lot. You watch the playoffs. The, yeah. Most teams play like eight guys. That's yeah, it. But those guys, yeah, but the Bruce heat. Brown, Jeff yeah. green. Yeah. I mean, those guys, that, that, that rookie kid, Chris, Chris, Chris Brown as well. Yeah, I mean, true. those three guys all had like periods. And again, it's not every game in a seven game series, but each of them had their moments where they put up like 15, they had, 20 qu- in a game. They had quarters. They that had quarters. Help them swing. You know? We got guys that can't even fucking hitch fucking Danny Melton game six at home. Oh, for five from three. Way to leave way to leave him in there, doc. Like they come in have, and turn the ball over. It's, it's insane. No. So no, I, I agree, John. It's not like, it's not like you don't need eight superstars. No, you don't, but you just need guys. No, we need nine. You know, like even the heat, Duncan Robinson, <laughs> without him, they wouldn't have made it there. You need 11 and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, listen, I think this team is, you know, talking about fuck fit. Like this team is, is pretty fucked right now. It's cause it's I don't see clown, how they're going to get a clown show. I don't see how they're getting any better. The James Harden thing. Like it, listen, if the guy was committed, the guy would have already signed the, the fucking contract, you know, like enough is enough. Like, what are we waiting for? Are we really, wait? it's like, it's like legally we can't talk about it. Like what, what's the deal? Like shit or get off the pot. And like, I don't know why we're pandering to this guy. I don't, I don't know what the, listen, I, I was wrong. I thought James Harden was going to be a different James Harden. We got the same old James Harden. Joel Embiid is the same old Joel Embiid. I don't know other than a Damian Lillard coming here or a blockbuster where we, you know, like Bill said, like get a Zach Levine in here for Tobias, get James Harden out of here, put Tyrese in there, give him the ball and then fill it in with a couple, two or three other, you know, trade PJ Tucker, get a Dylan Brooks in here and, and revamp your team that way. Then I'm, then I'm feeling a little better, but if you're going to stay with the same core guys and expect a different outcome, just because Nick nurse is here with a couple with Bobby Jackson, like I, I don't see how that's going to change anything. Well, and I think that's to Bill's point is, you know, this heat is on, on Daryl. I mean, he's the one who can push the buttons and pull the strings and that's what he's going to come out with. And that, if that's his solution, it's like, and I I only mentioned the whole, like, and, and this is the, you know, this, you know, would maybe get played out more if for some reason James does leave, which I don't think, I think it's 99% he's staying, but I mean, Daryl Morey admitted it. He passed up on a Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton deal for James Harden. Tyrese Halliburton was an all-star, and he's, what, 24. Sabonis, all-star, 20 and 10 guy. Like, you could have had two core young pieces with Joel Embiid locked in for five, you know, for several more years. But you took that, and, oh, no, I want a top 20 player. What did that get you? He won us two games. Now, I'm not going to shit on James completely because – 
without James, we probably get swept by Boston. And it seemed, I mean, a loss is a loss, but we get embarrassed. I mean, game one, James won us against Boston. And then he had 40 again in that game-winning shot in game four. Like, he showed up in the playoffs. He just showed up when it, when it was time to get crunch time. He disappeared in the series. But Showed up to a Vegas strip club, too. No, you're 100% right, dude. Like, what kind of fucking guy is that if he's your second highest paid player? And it's like after a big playoff series sweep of Brooklyn, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go to. It's like, seriously, dude. And, like, I, and I think. Sorry, Bill, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, you can't wait another month to do that when the playoffs are over. Right. Like, seriously, dude. Like, I, come on. I think that's what Matt, I think, was sort of saying earlier about, like, Jokic. I think, Matt, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, like, Nicole Jokic, like, comes in, works, works his ass off. Like, yeah, is a is a poster child for great NBA sort of talent. And then on the flip side, you got guys like James Harden doing what they're doing. Like, that's the that's the difference in today's I think today's NBA is that you do have guys, Jason Tatum's. You do have guys, you know, in all intents and purposes, like a LeBron that that put nothing but all their blood, sweat and tears and don't dick off. They, they, their, their business, their, their, it's their game, and Joker. I think as much as the, 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 the love that he's not getting because it's not, he doesn't play sexy. Um, he is like exactly what you want. It's like from a DNA of like a player in the NBA today, which is like basically like gone missing, you know. And it's, it's a shame because there's, there is a lot of talent there, but everyone's getting paid and everyone's doing what they want, and it's not you know, focusing in on, you know, the task at hand, winning an NBA championship, you know? John, did you see the quote? I think it was one of his friends or somebody on the team was talking about with Joker. It was like, he doesn't care. He's like, he's going to go back to Serbia. He's going to play with his horses. He's going to drink a bunch of beer. Yeah. And he's going to show up like three weeks before camp and try to get into shape and then continue to play the way it's business as usual. But it's, yeah, it's like a Dirk thing, you know. It's almost like a Dirk thing. Yep. But yeah, he's like Dirk. Uh, uh, Tim. Tim. He just wants to. He just wants to ride his horses and drink beer right now. He yeah. Don't bother me. Don't talk to me. And and I think listen, I think guys like Jimmy Butler, I think are have that sort of same mentality. I think the problem with Jimmy Butler though is Jimmy Butler in these big games like goes missing, goes completely missing. And then everyone like pinpoints it to like, oh well, their bodies they 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 took a beating the way they play it. I'm like, that's the other the other team the other twelve guys have played just as many games as as you. So I don't really get that. Like, I no, I mean it just, it just shows you the media can shape any narrative they the way they want to. They like Jimmy Butler because he's a rags to riches story. He has that in him to yeah. where when James Harden was on the Nets, he drives a minivan. Yeah. When James you know? when James was on the Nets, it was uh, this is amazing because he's in the New York, like and when he's out of New York, ah, uh, he's a selfish player and this because nobody cared when he was forced his way out of Houston to get to Brooklyn. Oh well, he just wants to win. That's a, he's a winner. Well, same right. thing with Ben. Oh, and, you know how dare Philly, you know, push run Ben Simmons out of town, all the t- the talent and. You know, oh, Brooklyn's gonna Brooklyn's gonna make it right. They'll steer they'll steer him the right way. Yeah, let, yeah. How that how that works? No, out. I mean, you know, and so yeah, I, I think it just like I said, it just shows 
the media can they decide you know and us being part of that it's we 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 just shoot it straight we don't you know we don't we're not homers for Phillies for Philly sports teams we have a bias but we also you know shoot straight from the hip when it when it's when it's time to so it's yeah no I mean it's just you know it's just it's it's just how it's it's just how it goes but the NBA is such a league that's so hard to get like fired up for. Yes, I watched the finals and was you know and it was good games and this because and that. you love the sport. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. a fan of the sport. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about, and we we find we find silver linings here and there. The way the games played, even to this day, that keep us coming back because we love to play the game. We love to watch the game. Uh, but it's frustrating. It is. And to watch the draft last night, I can understand where a lot of people are coming from. I know, Matt, we, we sort of mentioned it texting back and forth, but it turns into like a fashion show. And yeah. like, I get it. It's, it's, it happened. It's they, the guys do it in the NFL draft too. Yeah. And, and it's, it's overhyped and I, and I get it, but it's like, why are you showing up to like, you, you're the most important day of your life in a sequence Suit. Looking like Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, like, and I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't see that Twitter post by the way that you sent. No, I did not. I just, as the minute I saw that jacket that the guy was wearing, Brady, Brady Dick, Dick, whatever his name is, great name by the way. Toronto. It's just like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. And, and I agree, John. Like, dress up a little bit. Like, it's cool. Like, I like that little angle. It's, it's entertaining, right? It, it kind of attracts different people who might not be the biggest sports fan or basketball fan, but they might be, they, they might, you know, tune in for that type of, that type of, you know, it's these uh, young and now social but media changes at all. When it all. outweighs, when it outweighs the, the, like you said, the biggest, it's the biggest day of your life. If you're you know? going to show up in the Bobby, the brain heating jacket, or the one guy <laughs> that had like, like sequins and the, I think it was scoot. Like yeah. if you're going to show up like that, love it. Like a matador. It, but let me tell you, know? you something. When you show up on day one of your NBA practice until the last day of your NBA practice, you better put up to look like that. You I mean, know? I just, what happened to the days of showing up in your best church suit That's it. and yeah. just being humble and grateful, you know? Well, I mean, welcome to the the day the the age of NIL and I know it just it uh, just agents. dates us, man. We just sound like it's old fit. We're just a yeah. bunch of old farts on here, you know, just talking into a microphone about how it used to be, right? Yeah. Get with the times, right? We gotta get with the times like Bill, that that sexy teal Tiger Woods hat. Look at that. Look at that's that how thing. we do it. Look at um, that thing. I'm ready for our sound. It's no, dip, it, it's no discraft hat, though. I'll say, I'll tell you that. Jesse, great drop in, Jesse. You're in a major points. <laughs> Dynamite drop in. Oh man. Well, fellas, what's I'll the next you, shitty thing we're going to talk I, about? Well, the next shitty thing. I don't. I mean, I was going to say we could end on a positive note and say we are right at an hour. I mean, great. When have we ever done that? Like, we're, 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 we're turning the, the corner. We might become professionals. Nose. I Easy. mean, how do we, how do we end this? How do we end this, this episode on a positive note? 
Jesse, you're going on vacation. I'm going. That's on a vacation. good thing. Yep, it's uh, yeah, I'm still alive. I'm gonna go on vacation with James. That's gonna be super fun. Right. We we did a trial run a couple weeks ago with the with the little dude. He is a fan of the of the beach sand. Good. So, um, all right, good. Oh, be, we gotta we gotta welcome another another addition to the forfeit family. Oh yeah, Bill Bella. Right for I mean that's that's TBD. a tentative I yeah, think that's a tentative name. Uh, we need a fucking Twitter poll. For Another forfeit mascot to the family. Twitter poll for Bill's the name Bill's new puppy. That's an excellent poll. That is Thank an you. excellent poll. Thank you. I know because the and the three names that I, that personally with Nick Fol, Nick, with Nicole Foles no. just a close fourth would be no. Bella, Penny, and Aria. Aria. Can you explain the names, please? Yeah, well, Bella just kind of came to head because it was just like in Top for Twilight necessarily. It, I mean, I've seen the movie, but like it just kind of was a girl name that kind of made sense. I didn't know how popular it was because her vet poo-pooed it. He's like, oh, that's the most popular girl dog name ever. I was like, all right, Doc. And sorry for listening. Love you, a great doctor. Keep treating her well. <laughs> edit that part out, Matt. We're going to edit that out. And then... <laughs> You didn't say any names. It's fine. And then Penny was kind of just like a cool girl name that I, you know, I've heard, you know, I've heard before for like a dog name. And then Arya would be the Game of Thrones stream from Khaleesi. Arya was Arya Stark. She was kind of like the wild child and stuff. And this one is a demon monkey. Okay. She's not sleeping. Here we go. According to dailypaws.com. Okay. Popular girl bulldog names. Maggie. Daisy. Sadie, Molly, I like Daisy a lot too. Corny, <laughs> Harley, oh, Rebel, Rebel, uh, or Rebel or or Rebel, um, Coco, Bill, Penny, oh boy, Winnie, Lexi, Scout, Junie, Bailey, Zuzu, Jasmine, Josie. Oh, a lot of stripper names. <laughs> and, and a lot of stripper names. Cinnamon. Uh, we've got Bella. Jasmine. Bella's Jasmine on there. Z. Bella's on there. Gigi and Nala. Oh, Gigi. What do you think, Turd Nugget? Shout no, out to shout out to Kobe. Shout out. Oh, that's Kobe. his name. Gigi. Yeah. Gigi. Uh, no, yeah. It's a. I, I had to put it down for the pet insurance that I got her, and when I went to the vet, so. Um, it's Bella for now, but they said, I mean, I could change it whenever, but well, listen, Twitter, we're going to leave it up to Twitter and the, the cesspool of the internet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I know. So there's, no, and there's no added names. There's no other added names, you know? So, so stay tuned. Look yeah. out for that poll. Follow us on the yeah, social media. Cause interwebs. if it was a write in name, it would be like bulldog McBulldog face. Yeah. Like, right. Boo-boo. Hey, come here, boo boo. <laughs> Follow us at forfeit pod. That's at F O U R F E I T. Is anybody following us? Why do we keep saying this? Dude, we got so many followers, man. We got <laughs> so just, many followers. I'm just it's angry. muscle memory at this point. Can't so believe. for Big John Stud, the J Lo, Wild Bill, I'm Metal Matt. Everyone be good. Go birds. This episode sucked. <laughs> <laughs>